Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, After Buzzers. Welcome to a new episode of Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce After Show here at After Buzz TV. If you haven't noticed, we have a very special guest here next to me. Before I introduce her, if you guys are listening, keep on listening. If you haven't done so, please go on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, rate, review, subscribe. Your guys' YouTube comments and tweets are awesome, and they make us so happy, so please keep them coming. I have, of course, the very beautiful Alana Ubach here next to me, who plays Joe on Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. Thank you so much. Thank Hi. you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me, ladies. And where can everyone find you on Twitter if they want to ask you any questions? At Alana Ubach. A-L-A-N-N-A-U-B-A-C-H. And I, of course, have these two very lovely ladies here with me. Would you like to introduce yourselves and let us know where we can find you on Twitter? Absolutely. I'm Lindsay Miller, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and everywhere at Rockin' Mama Life. And I'm Isis Velasquez, and you can find me at Isis Velasquez and the number four on Twitter, Instagram, and all that good stuff. And of course, you guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram, and AfterBuzz TV at AfterBuzz TV on all social media platforms. Tonight, we're talking about season two, episode nine, rule number eighty-one: There's no crying in porn. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, no, <laughs> such a no crying in porn. <laughs> That's an amazing name. First off, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah. It's really funny. My my husband's studio, he's a record producer, and he's a block away. Ooh. I could have literally you should come more walked often. from his studio. I will. I'll be here tomorrow <laughs> for lunch. <laughs> we can't wait. So, in general, what did you guys think of this episode? And for you, Alana, like, was this a, f- a fun one for you to shoot? Well, absolutely, because it was. Um, it's, it starts to sort of allow people to um, see where the relationship is going with Scott. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, and she's, you know, she, I think she's very torn in this episode. And we're right in the middle of the season, so without really giving everything away, um, she finally sees Megan, Hilty char- Megan Hilty's character, mm-hmm. Charlene, for who she is and what she's really all about. And she immediately is it, it discovers her with, uh, when she discovers her with Scott... She thinks, wow, this is something that um, that I can use in court. And um, she really is a manipulative bitch. And <laughs> um, and now I know, and now everyone else knows what yeah. she's all about. But um, it's, it's really interesting what is about to happen. Oh, so keep on watching. So much. I can't wait. What did you guys think of this week's? Um, I loved this week. I loved having the male gigolo back in the mix. Yeah. And is bringing him back. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um. Abby's still kind of weirdo, but it, I thought it was good, and I love that you're here this episode because I feel like this episode we see a lot of Joe's 
colors and we see her sort of growing as a character and as a mom and we get to see some different sides of her like really coping with like what sure. is happening in this world well, with her. I, I think the only real stable thing in her life right now is uh, the relationship she has with a child and it's the most authentic thing in her life right now and she has to do whatever she can to keep herself afloat and um, the bakery depends on you know the um, the the hardworking talented uh Mr. Scott. Oh, and hottie, hottie Baker. Quit, yeah, my gosh. I mean, he just has right. to stop sticking his penis and everything <laughs> and get some baking done. And perhaps she might be, you know, the next, um, who knows, sprinkles. Or does he? <laughs> or does he need to stop sticking his penis and everything? I don't know, because That's I think question. a lot of women have fallen madly in love with his uh, Michelangelo David tushy. <laughs> and um, I believe it was carved. And, I mean, I don't mind I mean, seeing him. Wait, have you seen down. him? Like, <laughs> oh, it's marble. Oh, oh, it's literally marble. <laughs> I think someone was given, yeah, a big slab of marble. Some artist. And- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Decided to carve Will Kemp's tushy and the rest of his physique. It's insane. (laughs) He was a dancer. So, I mean... (laughs) I found myself really not turned on, jealous, right. jealous of such a great buddy. He like, has a great rear end. He's blessed, and that was not a double. That was that's his a chick rear ass. end. That is a chick ass, ladies. It's a good one. What did you think, Isis? I gotta say that you guys all know Joe's my favorite character. Oh, I love you. you. Thank you so much for saying <laughs> that. That's a sweet thing. No, it really is. And awesome. A lot of the reason is because you play a Puerto Rican character. I'm yeah. Puerto Rican, so... You are! Yes. Puerto yes. Rican. Yes. Así como no. ¿De qué parte de México? De Puerto Rico. Yo sé que tú eres Puerto Mexicana. Mi mamá es de Sinaloa. Mi papi es de San Juan. Puerto Rican. Sí. Ok. Yo soy de Santurce. Santurce, mi mi papi también. There you go. Sí. No way. Yeah. Oh, I yes. was just in Puerto Rico. Well, I wasn't just in Puerto Rico. About a couple of years ago, I had a blast. Puerto Rico's wonderful. Ooh, you Puerto Ricans know how to party, honey. <laughs> you, know, you, you you should you should know too. You have some of it. So, half and half. Half and half. But then your husband is Italian. I heard you saying he's Italian. They party too. Yeah, the Sicilian, see. Si. Ah, no? Sicilian. Oh, okay. Sicilian. Well, I gotta say about this character. Um, this this episode for me was very heartbreaking to see Joe go through so many hard emotions. Absolutely, you kind of go to this PTSD, mm-hmm. post traumatic stress disorder, and that really for all you children watching. Yes, and that really kind of because I love your character. So for me to see you breaking down, seeing such a tough woman fighting, you know, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to do this for Zoe and my bakery. So to see you break down as a character, it really hurt me. It bothered me. Sure. It was just like, no, I don't want to see Joe like this. Well, it's I, interesting because when they're first when they're first introduced, all these characters in the first season, they come across as these sort of um, airy, fly mm-hmm. by the seat of my pants, fun, happy-go-lucky chicks who are celebrating their divorces. And I think in this next season, in this uh, second season, I, I think it's interesting watching them sort of implode before our eyes on a weekly basis. And I think that's, it's, you know, calls for great storytelling. Thank you, Marty. Yeah. yeah. Thank it you, Marty. Real. Well, I <laughs> it felt, gets I real. It gets real. I felt the pain. I felt yeah. Joe's pain. So it really, 
for me as an audience, uh, it just kind of like, oh, man, all right, I got to yeah. keep on tuning in. I want to see her get better. I want to see her fight this. Sure. Yeah, so it's, it was kind of heartbreaking, this, this episode. Yeah, and it, it's funny because when you're, you're, when you're playing a character like this, and I'm, I'm happily married, but um, there are, I, I do have a lot of girlfriends of mine who are going through her situation, and, um, you know, it, it, it's just really interesting. The whole Tinder world now. Um, so she's, scary. She's been married. She was married for such a long time and got married in her 20s. And to actually come out of a divorce in your 40s and have to do the dating thing now. Horrifying. Is horrifying. <laughs> horrifying. To say the least, baby. It's okay. I, I, I've done it too, so I know the whole. Really? No. Yes. If I ever um, had to Tinder, I don't. I would be. I, I would d- just get cats. Just yeah. texting. Like it's. It's. I mean, just the texting. I, there's a whole art to texting. It's exhausting. Yes, I think the Supreme Court even even yes um, actually voted that that texting is an art form nowadays. It is. <laughs> and video games. <laughs> which is an amazing segue into the beginning of the episode, which is also Abby's storyline. Yes. With Abby and Harris, we see a really mm. fun scene at the beginning with you, Joe, and Abby and Phoebe to, you know, go to the ceremony for Delia. Mm-hmm. She's being, you know, given an award. And yes. Abby is being like a teenage girl on her phone. Yeah. Because she, she she was not conditioned or she wasn't exposed to the, the kind of dating scene now because she was too busy being married and having two kids and raising them. And now that she's divorced and she's in her late 40s um, and is has such a solitary job. I mean, her, her livelihood depends on her being... Um, you know, it's a very solitary job to be a writer, to be um, mm-hmm. to do what she does for a living. That she is, you know, at the end of the day, an artist through and through, and she's just sort of thrusted in this superficial plastic world um, that has to do with social media, and and it's killing her. It is. It's so interesting because she's almost like a teenager being influenced by social media. Yeah, right? she yeah. is. She is because she's new to it. She's so new to she's it. New she's new to it. So she's a novice. So yeah. she'll believe anything uh, Harris or whoever texts tells her, but then she sees... Oh, she'll take everything pic- at face value. Of course. Yes, and then she sees the pictures of, like, where is he? Wait, <laughs> is he at the correspondence dinner? And oh. isn't it fascinating that a man that age can still be a player? It's so right. weird yep. and tacky. Mm-hmm. He's so tacky. It's, yeah. oh, it's, well, it's, so it's actually gross. very true. There's a lot of men here in L.A. that are like that. And Well, I think, especially Los Angeles, because it breeds oh, yeah. people who um, are, are usually, it's such a, uh, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for, transient, transient. Uh, kind, yeah, yeah. kind of um, town. In other words, um, very rarely there are anomalies that were born and raised in Los Angeles. It does remind me very much of uh, Las Vegas in a way, because a lot of people are from somewhere else. And at one point in their lives, they were inspired to say, you know what, I'm just not enough. I want to reinvent myself. I'm moving to Los Angeles, and I'm going to be <laughs> and I don't care what's going to make me famous, but I got my eyes on the prize, and people become obsessed with it. And um, you know, unfortunately, um, you if, if you are le- leading such a dishonest life, and and Los Angeles brings the the most dishonest and plas- pl- plasticity out in people, um, is that you know eventually they do implode, and mm-hmm. it's and it's and it's really sad to, to see. I've I've got a, a lot of friends of mine, you know. Yeah. Whoa, but you you I saw it in my late twenties when I just thought, my God. 
A lot, a lot of Dr. Harris is yeah. in the making. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Where I, are they now? What does Joe... Okay, what do you, as a person, think about Dr. Harris, Alana? And what do you think Joe thinks about Dr. Harris? Oh, I, I think Joe uh, sees right through Dr. Harris. And she's been she's been in the dating scene. She's kind of thrown herself into the whole Tinder dating scene and is now um, you know embittered by it because of what had happened. She almost got date raped. And... Um, uh, she sort of, uh, you, you know, it, it, it reminds me very much of. Uh, do you got? You guys are so young. Uh, uh, looking for Mr. Goodbar. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looking for. She was, excuse me. My lips got juicy. Looking for Mr. Good, Goodbar. Yeah. It, it's it's in other words, she she becomes a victim to this this world that she's sort of forced to get into because she is single and she, you know, it, it's funny what all these characters think they're supposed to portray. Mm-hmm. That the representatives are never really themselves. And you asked me, what does she think of Dr. Harris? I think she sees right through him, obviously, because um, she's used to the dating scene. And what do I think of Dr. Harris? I, I, I think he he is the, the perfect specimen of, of L.A. repugnant. He's a sleaze, Ma. <laughs> yes. Respects. What are you going to do? Super sleaze. They're out there. They are. By I, the droves. I did want to like him, but... I did too. Just want to shake him. Abby. He's an like, amazing what actor. Dude. What a cool guy. What well, and he cool looks like Robert Redford. Yes, he you does. know, like thirty years, fifty, not fifty, 50. years ago. maybe like In thirty-five Europe. years ago. <laughs> I mean, that jawline. Jaw. It's, it's insane. He yeah. just doesn't do it for me. I don't, he's too pretty. Yeah, sure. Like, package him up and sell him next to Barbie. Like, uh, I, give me uh, Hattie Toddy Baker's little yeah. <laughs> just with a perfect ass. Ken, sit down. <laughs> sit down, Ken. Go home. Oh, you know, I'm excited to see what happens with him, but Abby also has another love interest in this episode, which is Gigolo Carl. Woo! Who doesn't love a Gigolo? I love Joe's reaction at the luncheon ceremony thing. Yeah! She's like, Gigolo, where? Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. So excited to see a Gigolo. They're like celebrities in a way. I mean, especially a male Gigolo. What what an anomaly. It's so interesting. Have you ever met a male gigolo? I have not. Have you met ever a had a male gigolo in your life before? I don't think so. <laughs> they fascinate me. I would love have to you? have one. I, 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 really? I never even knew they existed. <laughs> I, 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 well, I would love to have one. I, I saw. I think there was a reality TV show on gigolos and what they do and oh, how on Showtime something like that. Okay, I'm yes. gonna watch it. Yes, That's and they're all beautiful, impressive. just like Carl. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, women are just as visual as men. Let me tell you something. If I see it. I don't know. I think of, really? like, male gigolos, and I think of, like, a, the hot tub at a really gross hotel. <laughs> you know? Well, like, yes. you know a lot of really bad stuff yes. has happened in there, and you just don't want to get in. There you go. Yeah, that that, that penis is seen like it looks, a lot. Yeah, like, it looks nice in theory. Like, oh, that'd be so relaxing. But then you start thinking about it, and you're like, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Valtrex. Just, just, just <laughs> keep it on your OD on Valtrex. <laughs> And, and wash your entire body in Purell, and you're good yeah. to go. See, it's really funny because I thought that Abby was never really going to dive into that pond of, or, of, of Gigolo officially because yeah. she couldn't, you know, she'd be grossed out. And I think the old Abby would, but the new Abby, not so much. She's so lost. She's I don't know. I just feel like she's so lost. Absolutely. Like she's like Harris is like clearly not into her. In the way that she wants him to be, and then you know you see it with Carl, and he's 
you know, the whole time I kept thinking, is he really, like, is this real, or is he just looking for, to make some cash while he's in L.A.? Or, like, oh, wait till you see what he does. And then we find oh. out about the... We got a little, we yeah. got a little idea when he said, I use your name and the agency, da 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 Right there. And I think she kind of felt something and saw right oh. through that. She like, was really she, turned off. She was turned off. She walked and she left and she was so... Well, let's hope. Because well, she looks like she's on the verge of uh Well, I think, yeah. Like, I felt like yeah. you see her kind of realizing, like... You're using me. Okay, everybody's using me. Everyone's like, using me. Everybody's yes. using me. And I'm curious to see where she goes from there. If yeah. we talk about using, I want to go back to, remember the fir- the young guy? Um, Will. Will. I love that character. Will. What Will. a beautiful face. Oh, can oh, he come he back? Is. That he face is. doesn't get much better, does it? Please yes. tell us he comes I'm back. I'm jealous of him, too. He's <laughs> so gorgeous. He's I know. Gorgeous. Mom and Dad did a great job. If you go back to him, uh, I, there was a scene, one of the ending scenes, where he's talking in a third person while he's breaking up with her after he has sex with her. Right. So uh, my thought is, is that he was inspired by her writing a book and that he's going to come back in a couple of episodes or ah. maybe next season. He's such a beautiful actor that I, I would love to see him back. And not only that, he was a lovable character. Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, you know. And a beautiful person. A family man married to an actress lives in Canada. He's just fabulous. Yeah, I did some creepy research on oh, him, God. actually. I, oh, I, he's got kind of mushy face, is he? Yes. Yeah. Slut? I know. <laughs> so gorgeous. I love so <laughs> gorgeous. Is he, he going to come back? I, I, I really feel like... <laughs> I can't tell you! I really <laughs> feel he's gonna, he was inspired Bravo, by Bravo, call me up. We'll literally knock on my... <laughs> Hello? Yes, it's Bravo. Uh, what can I? Bring what it? can I? What can I give you? Your firstborn child, and uh, we're gonna stab you. Yeah. Well, alrighty, it's in the contract. Okay. I know, right? In the small writing. I like signed something. I want him to come back. I, I feel like he's gonna be inspired by Abby. He wrote a book, and then he bumps into her in like some book fair or something. Yes, that oh, was yeah. that would be amazing just for all of us in mm-hmm. general. But to get to Joe's character, yes, which uh. we kind of touched on a little bit. She is going through something that is really hard and intense. She feels as though she's losing her child. Absolutely. And, you know, she sees that she is making this... Zoe is making this connection with Charlene. Absolutely. They're they're bonding. And, um, and whether... Uh, whether Joe likes it or not, this woman is now in her life permanently. Well, as long as they stay together. And, um, and she's manipulative. And she's a cheater. And... Um, you know everything that Joe thought she was, she is, and lo and behold, it's it's this cliche that that you hope never happens to you, but it's cliche for a reason. Here we go. But her kid is falling in love with yeah with Charlene. They really are bonding. She's having a wonderful time, and I, you know, it, it's it's interesting. But the way I see it, and, and just reading the script on a weekly basis, I'm like, and Charlene could give a crap about my kid. You know, she's basically weaseling her way mm-hmm. into into the the picture because she has to for for a reason, and it's it's a it's a power trip that she's on right now, and she's a control freak, and and um, it, it's very interesting where her character goes. Ooh. Oh yeah, oh. I kill her. No. Oh, I said, no. dude, that would be. Awesome. I shoot her. I shoot the bitch. <laughs> Just do something. As you should. Do, well, I feel like do in something this... out of Puerto Rican would do. Yeah, I don't know what it is. But... Secretly poison so she doesn't get caught. Yeah, Charlene, yeah. open the door. Uh-huh. Predictions. <laughs> Predictions. I feel like that scene, you know, where she, where Joe goes running out onto the tennis court and. Yeah. Basically makes a fool of herself, but she's so, you know, like as a mom, I'm like, oh my god, she's so excited. I couldn't imagine if my kid won like a tennis game and I didn't even know he could play yes. tennis. I'd be like, oh my god, I got it! 
Absolutely. Like, that mom who's like totally embarrassing her child. Well, it, it, it's it's funny, and I think it's also a cultural thing, too. She's a New Yorker, and she's Puerto mm-hmm. Rican, and it really does have a lot to do with that. She's not exactly this, you know, tight-jawed uh, wasp sitting there with her little tennis outfit yeah. um, waving at her child and saying, wonderful, here's a nice hot uh, a warm ta- or a cold towel for you to wipe the beads yeah. of sweat on your forehead. You did a lovely job, sweetheart. Let's go home. <laughs> but, but I no. feel like that's like the moment where we start to see Joe realize her daughter's view of her. Sure. And like that brings in like this whole just heartbreaking thing and, and sort of the realization of why she is enamored with Charlene. Oh my God. It's sort of like uh, all yes. of the things that she doesn't have that her daughter puts so much value on. Well, yes, she's a bouquet of, of, of you know, Charlene is a bouquet of um, lavender. And, yeah. and she's a sachet. She's baby's breath and cinnamon yeah. and powder blue. And her, her <laughs> biological mother, Jo, is is salt and acrid. And yeah. and she's, she's, she's a shot of cheap tequila. Yeah. And she's a graffiti wall. She's a graffiti wall, <laughs> and uh, but a Banksy on top of it. Not that, not, yeah, not like a, a, not like a, a ter- cool, not yeah. Chaka. <laughs> you know what you I want to see Joe doing? I want to see Joe joining this tennis club. Oh, that would be amazing! I, amazing! I, I would like to see that. I would like to see where it will go. Stay tuned for third season. <laughs> I don't think Joe would get <laughs> in. I she would not get in. in. And yeah, oh, Shirley would do anything so in her power to. Yeah, of yeah. course, of course. Maybe she. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we spoke a little bit off the air earlier about working with Megan Hilty. Yes. Which is, you know, I, we love Megan Hilty, and I was reading an article the other day. She was talking about how people gave her so much hate and she felt bad, but then she became happy because she realized she did a good job with her character. Well, of Charlene. course, of course. You know, anything that anyone writes on, you know, social media is so interesting to me because obviously, whether it's negative or positive, it doesn't matter. You're affecting them emotionally. And psychologically, and so from that, mm-hmm. they feel like they have to get in, their, in front of their freaking laptops and have a comment about something yeah. because they they want to share what they've been affected by. So, what's so funny is that it's a character we're playing. Yeah, you're playing a damn character. You're there for twelve hours. You go home. You're back to you know back to your normal little smelly self. And um, and then you go you go back uh, to work the next day and you you play pretend all over again. But when people respond to these characters, it cracks me up yeah. because I think, my gosh, it's 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 hilarious to me because it's all make believe and everyone believes it and we're doing a good job, whether people hate it or not. Yeah, people are watching. That's mm-hmm. all that matters, right? She's she is amazing. With that being said, still she's she's unbelievable. Being. A bitch. Yeah, she's great at being a bitch. And one of the sweetest so people you've ever met in your life. I'm, I'm telling you, wouldn't say if her mouth was full of it. <laughs> that was shit, by the way. Sorry. Oh, can we say shit? Yeah, I think shit. So. I don't know. I shit, swear all shit, the time. Shit, 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 shit. <laughs> Only like one. Shit. <laughs> Let's not get carried away. Black vagina, penis. <laughs> oh my god, how old are we? Oh, oh penis. make me feel so young. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing, the character that's developing. But at the end of the day, though, we end up seeing Joe and Scott yes. talking, which we talked about a little bit. Did you love his Chinese robe that he was wearing, <laughs> his little robe? 
the trailer. That was my idea. <laughs> we were talking to Wardrobe, and I thought, wouldn't it be adorable if he was wearing a little Chinese robe? <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, he's just so cozy yeah. and eccentric yes. when he's not working. Yes. In his little, uh, yeah. naked was like, I'll take it. Well, honey, how do you think I got inspired? <laughs> <laughs> we're, you know, we were always trying to figure out if Joe ever slept with Scott. Mm-hmm. That's like in an the interesting past. thing. I think they had a couple of uh, proper Rogerings. At maybe like a flower convention, F L O U R, perhaps, or some kind of, um, you know, uh, banking, baking goods, um, you know, party or because, something in the parking lot. Because Joe yeah. always saying, "Don't sleep with him. Don't sleep with him." So it's like, did you have something? What happened? Or he or may have been you, sexual napalm for her at one mm. point. You know, maybe she got a little uh, obsessed up here, and uh, and she knows how that. Yeah, probably affected them, but I'm I'm almost positive they slept together. Come on, they had to. Have. I mean, he what is Joe Schmuck? Exactly, <laughs> and he's freaking hot. I mean, his penis <laughs> is right there, and and it's it's always hungry, and so <laughs> likes to rise <laughs> and lo- and loves everything. So you know, I mean, it, it, he's not exactly picky, is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. So I'm I'm sure at one point he he did, um, but maybe not. I'm just thinking because she was married. Mm-hmm. Um, when she did find, now that I think about it, she was married when she did find Scott. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Joe's a cheater. No, you know, I, don't I think, think so she's pretty committed. So maybe not. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's a, a brother, sister, incestuous sort of thing. Who's to te- who's to who's to tell? Who's to uh, who's to know? Well, not to get into predictions yet, but we think that you know. I mean, at least I do. There will be a. Well, the previews were juicy. Yes, we we have some juicy previews, but you do also really like confess to him what's been going on with you know Joe's character. Sure. As far as what happened with the with the Tinder dates. Oh, absolutely. They confide in each other, and I think they're best friends, and I think that makes for a beautiful foundation, obviously, for a, a very strong uh, relationship in the future. Who is to say? I'm not really sure, but um, I can't I can't give everything away. But um, they're they're becoming very close, and she protects him. Yeah. yeah, and um, and they have each other's back all the time, and they don't judge each other, which no. is interesting. That's why I think they're perfect for each other. Absolutely. Although she's gonna hook up with Jake. Ah! Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, I was gonna save that till the end, but now that where we're here, is that crystal ball of yours, lady? I'm so good at this. I, I mean, <laughs> I thought a lot of you were gonna be so offended by that question. Be like, are you kidding me? No way, she's not no. gonna hook up with Jake. I thought that. That was just totally off limits. Oh, no. In fact, when I met Will, I was just like, did we sleep together? What do you think? <laughs> Let's do this. We we, we got to do homework. And I, I think at one point he was just like, yeah, we may have had like maybe a, a one night stand or something like that. That was just disastrous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like maybe I. Because there's some serious hate between them. And like you usually don't hate Maybe something really embarrassing happened when they were having unless sex. Unless there's like a real yeah. reason. I think, um, what was or my backstory? Some love. She may have farted. While they were mm, during mm. a one night stand, those are always. I awful. feel like he would find that amusing, though. Yeah, he probably would have, but maybe she was just horrified. Who knows? <laughs> well, I'll get back to you on that one. That's just another <laughs> Sex in the City episode, which is like what we were talking about. Yeah. This is, and Isis agreed with me. It's is my new Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, yes. And it's it's funny. I was just reading an article that Darren Star was being interviewed, and and he said um, second season is always 
the key to a successful show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Se- it's always about second season because um, it takes people a while for them to finally, you know, grab onto the show and get, you know, and finally pay attention to the storyline and start to fall in love with these characters. Yeah. And mind you, I came in at the very end of season one. So, I mean, talk about a couple of haters. On oh, my gosh. People oh my gosh. People were not of Joe. I was being crucified on, by social I media. It was, it was hilarious to me. Well, first of all, because... I'm I'm just such a uh, a whore when it really comes down to it in the sense where I thought wow they're saying awful things about me oh my god they spelled my name right I told <laughs> they're talking about me they're talking about me my husband I'm famous oh my god I'm totally hated my character's hated <laughs> so yeah I could react differently Maybe I, I love that I want to see about you say your character's hated for me it's the opposite like I'm in love with the character and it's funny because there's a big Puerto Rican community here. Mm-hmm. And I, I went to some of my Puerto Rican friends. I was like, you got to see this character, Joe. You, she's a Latina. You got to see her. And <laughs> when an audience, when the audience falls in love with a character, it's because somehow you kind of identify. Really? Yeah. And, sure. And for me, it was like, it's so nice to see a Latino character that's loud, vibrant, in your face. For some people, it could be, it could be obnoxious. But for me and like my friends, you understand we're her. We're like, yeah, you understand her. Like we need more friends and like that's that. That's your right. job. That is yeah. your job. Your job is to understand her and yeah. have her back, because a lot of people will get turned off by by characters like that. But if if I mean, my gosh, she'd be so boring if she was like everyone else. She's. But we, we need more friends like you yeah. that are so in your face. And Absolutely. What I wanted to ask you is that. When it comes to the Puerto Rican language, like you say cabrón, you know. Sí, sí, sí. Cabrón. Cabrón, don, Cabrón, don. Pendejo. And then, of course, there's the Spanish words like, Dios mío, things like that. When you when you play your character, what is it that you dig into, into your past, into your family, into your background as a child that really makes you bring those characteristics of a Puerto Rican character? Well, you know what's really funny is that you just basically go with your gut instincts. And during the table reads... Um, every once in a while, the Joe would get really angry and she'd blow up, and it would just come out of my mouth where I'd say, "Ay, cabrón, tonto, pendejo!" Yo. And Marty had no idea that I was Puerto Rican because I look about as Puerto Rican as Sherry O'Terry, right? <laughs> so she looked over at me and she said, "Alana, are you are you Hispanic?" <laughs> and I said, "See, see, sí, Lanquita, I am." <laughs> And she had no idea. And I said, yeah, my mother's from Mexico. My father's from Puerto Rico. And she was just floored. And especially with the bright red hair, you know, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. you just, it's, you know, it's not the obvious, you know, cliche um, uh, look, um, aesthetically speaking, of, of the typical Puerto Rican. Pero, um, but when she she heard those those improv lines come out of my mouth, she thought, I have to write in that your character's Puerto Rican. I have to. Um, it just it, it adds more spice to it. It's it's yeah. you know it's it's the lemon pepper seasoning that that oh, sometimes shows need. I do love that lemon pepper. It's very <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I just wrote, whipped it out the other day. My my friend was making something for me, and she was like, "Do you have any pepper?" I was like, "I have lemon pepper." Oh, lemon pepper is the best <laughs> on eggs. Are you kidding me? I have a question. Mm. You did say something that I think everybody has crossed it has crossed their mind. Where it's like, wait, she doesn't look like the typical Latina. Sure, uh, especially redhead. Yeah, you don't see a lot of redhead. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, now with everything well, that's going a on, a bottle redhead. A bottle They dye your hair red, or, or is it? Or are you kind of like a wig? It's a it's wig. A wig. No. Oh. Hence my 
was going to say. I was like, wow, she dyed her hair real quick. Did dandruff just come out <laughs> of my hair right now? No, no. That no. was like an Ally no, Sheedy in the Breakfast <laughs> Club moment. Snowing. Remember when she goes like that? And then like, oh, Ally put the snow on her <laughs> yes. We're you're five. You don't know the oh, breakfast. No, I, I know the breakfast. And you're like seven, and you're oh, what? Yeah. Two, seven. You very bad. Anyway, yeah, it's it's a wig. So they basically start the wig in the middle of the forehead, so right here where our headphones are, uh-huh. so as to make the the front, the forehead line look a little more authentic. Obviously, so they use your real forehead. So just these two strips of hair, okay. and they dye these pieces red, and then they add on a wig. From here back, and the biggest reason why they decided to to dye my hair a crazy red. The first season, I it, it was my real hair, and then my hair started coming out in chunks. And I thought, you know, let's do a wig. <laughs> what a concept! <laughs> and they found that it was a lot easier because they could style it before I even got yeah. there, and it was like throwing on a hat every day. It's so cool to wear a wig, you guys. Yeah. But um, I looked like Lisa Edelstein. When she first met me and I was flown out to Vancouver and she thought she was like, gosh, you could be a cousin of mine. We could be related with your natural color hair. Mm. And so they thought, well, let's throw a red rinse on her, like a Ronald McDonald red rinse, like a Kool-Aid red rinse. And they did. And my God, it was night and day. We, I, I looked nothing yeah. like myself. And I thought, this will work. This will this will totally work. Why did they do that to your character? And why did they won't go like redhead? Do you know do you have an idea? Well, I, I think they wanted to make it look like she she probably did it herself. Like yeah. she, you know, she was probably having, you know, a manic episode at two AM, drove over to Rite Aid and um decided I'm gonna dye my hair red because I just turned, you know, forty and uh, I wanna look different. I wanna look loud and vibrant. I want my hair to mirror my soul. Who the hell knows? Oh, like <laughs> like it's a devil? <laughs> no, I loved it. I don't know. I thought it was cool. I Maybe, I don't know. Maybe yeah, it makes her fun. look more loud and angry Puerto Rican. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, the, the, the louder, the more yeah. boisterous, the, the better. So I wanted to ask you, I relate not as Puerto Rican because I'm super white, but <laughs> I am a New Yorker and I have like verbal diarrhea of the mouth, which wow. Joe, you know, you know suffers you, from. Have you been to Argentina? I have not. Oh, it's a huge German population oh, in Argentina. Look at that. Huge German population in Mexico could, and you could, could totally could pass. In. Oh, fantastic. Absolutely. I now skew Latina. <laughs> um, but, so I've always wondered, you know, you're doing this 12 hours a day where you're like the most unfiltered version of yourself. Sure. Do you ever, like, go home to your husband and, like, just say what's on your mind and be like, oh, yeah, shouldn't have let that one out? When I get <laughs> home, I'm usually exhausted. And it's funny because we, we film in Vancouver and I will call him late at night and, um, you know, the time changes. is It's exactly the same. It's it's, it's 5 o'clock in, in Vancouver. It's 5 o'clock in, in Los Angeles. And I'll give him a call and I will just have nothing Left, and I'll just mm-hmm. let him talk about his day, and then I'll, that'll finally put me to sleep. But boy, <laughs> it really does take a lot to carbonate yourself, and yeah. um, you know, it's not just diet cola drinks, and um, you know, and uh, and uh, you know, coffee beans. But it's it's you you really you know have to find that that sort of um, energy, and it does it does take a lot out of you to, to play a character like that because she's constantly she's on level twelve. Yes, all she the time. is, and and those riffs that she that she gives sometimes. I'll just look at it in the morning because a lot of the time, if if I if I, I find myself if I do over rehearse those monologues that she says, and she's always so brassy, and they just mm-hmm. you know come out of her mouth 
she she talks sometimes before she thinks. Her words come out even before she even you know she's completely and totally unfiltered. That I thought I'm just going to look at the line, start looking at the lines the morning of, and the makeup tra- and hair trailer and, and see how that works. And it works so much better because you're 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 fresh and and yeah. it, it, it it comes across as less rehearsed. At least to me, it does. So. Well, it works. Yeah. Thanks, chicken. You're <laughs> <welcome>. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, it works. Thank you, chicken toes. <laughs> well, what Delia is doing, sadly. Oh, is good God, Delia. Not working. Put it in your pants. She is just, to recap the rest very quickly, because we want to talk to Alana as much yeah. as possible. You know, Delia has these photos that are delivered to her in the last episode. Yeah. And... Long story short, she finds out it's Albert's wife. Mm-hmm. Sherry called it. Oh yeah, <laughs> you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and and uh, yeah, that's what what's going to happen. I mean, it's karma. If you're doing something bad, you're going to get caught. You are going to get outed. It's just it's it's science. Mm-hmm. And I, I do really like, though, that she called, uh, Delia called Albert's wife and, mm-hmm. and just was like... Oh, I loved that. Let's negotiate. What do you so want? So smart. Oh, because absolutely. she realized he's the creeper that we knew he was all along, that yes. bald little... And I mm-hmm. liked him. Yeah, I absolutely. said. Absolutely. He's yeah. such a... I felt mm. for him. Yeah. And, and, I'm and sad. It, I'm sad for you. Yeah, it's... it's uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting, but I, I think she's just going through this... Sort, sort of soul-searching, self-sabotage odyssey mm-hmm. right now, and she's allowing herself to fall through the rabbit hole of self-destruction because she's sabotaging the one thing that will truly, inevitably make her happy, the one thing that is safe in her life, and she wants to mess it up, and it has a lot of, you know, her daddy issues, and you yeah. know, and her mother passing. Um, there, there's a lot of unfinished business in her psyche, and I think she's just acting out. So without giving away what you can't give away, because they'll like ask for your first unborn child, um, <laughs> with, uh, do we see more? Because one of the big questions we've had here is we know that Delia has this like backstory of all sorts of horribleness. Obviously, that's leading to her behavior. Yeah. Do we see some of that unfold in the rest of the season in terms of shedding light on? on why she's making these decisions and what exactly has happened in her past that has led her to be falling apart right now. Oh, gosh. I I know down deep inside she truly, truly loves her fiancé. No doubt about it. No doubt in my mind. Um, And she's also work-obsessed, and she's a perfectionist. And uh, sooner or later, um, I I think what, what... what is about to happen is she's basically faced with, with, um, you know, the mirror is placed right in front of her and she has mm-hmm. to ask herself, my God, what really does make me happy? What have I been lying about this whole time? What have I been lying about for years? You know, I am no longer my representative. I have to strip myself of that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and ask myself what, what really does make me feel safe? How are, how am I going to fill my needs? You know, fill her needs. with or without a man. Sorry. Albert yeah. was feeling something. <laughs> Woo! That vagina needs rest. It, it does. It really your does. Your emotional needs, Celia. Yeah, that your vagi- emotional needs. That vagina needs at least, like, you know, a retreat in Big Sur post-ranch in. It just made me cringe every Get time. He was like, let me just. Yeah. It just oh, yeah. kept on, it kept on getting worse. But something I really want to make sure we talk about tonight, mm. which I think is so important, is Abby and Becca. 
Oh, yes, yes. I love it. I, I really do, too. A lot of fans... Were She's like Kato Caitlin. She's living in her guest house. Mm-hmm. Kato Caitlin to OJ. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He lived mommy. in the guest house. It's a single little white mommy. Mm-hmm. A <laughs> L- L- little strange. A little it incestuous. Is. Yes. Awesome. What's going on there? Awkward. I don't know. Yeah. And it gets more awkward. Keep watching. Well, oh, do they hook up? Because that oh, would be super Jesus. awkward. I hope that not. would be fantastic, <laughs> right? Oh, oh my awkward. gosh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> no. Writers, you guys, right? No, no. <laughs> and the kid comes out with this like curly, <laughs> long, wavy Jewish hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's Lisa's kid. It's Abby's. No. Okay. Yeah. that's genetically possible. But that would be old. It's it, it's it's weird, but at the same time. You, Alana, pointed out before we started filming that Abby's might be going through some shit. Oh, sure, sure. She's on the verge of implosion. And um, and it, it's funny because, you know, you read uh, some comments online from the people watching and everything, and they, they're thinking, what's going on with her? And I'm, I'm glad people are noticing because it's, it's the beginning of an incredible <clears throat> storyline. And it's been very subtle. Like, it's yes. very subtle. Like it's very subtle. Lisa's definitely towed the line in her acting yes. of, like, is she a really bad actress? Or is this, like, is is she just subtly hinting Abby, at Abby, something happening? Abby is, is not a good actress, and that's the beauty yeah. of her, is that you see that she is, everything she does is painful. Yeah. Everything she does, just, just walking just out the door and fixing smile. her kid lunch and er- pretending like everything is okay is going to bite her in the ass. Which, by the way, I'm sorry, I have to point this out. Where in the heck were her kids this episode? Like, they were just nowhere. Like, last episode, they were with her, like, brother-in-law's, or her brother's manny. But, like, this episode, they were just missing. I think they were in rehab. I probably. Yeah. I mean, she's have like Becca's having like it a party with the CW kids in her backyard, they and she's like hands. off with a gigolo, and Jake's filming in some other country. Like, and the kids that? are. I don't know where. You have a little, a little left. Hold on. <laughs> mm. It's delicious. They were in rehab. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of children, just to quickly touch on that, where the hell are Phoebe's? Phoebe's, that's wow. right. We even made a joke about that when we were filming. Like, where the hell are the kids? Yeah, sorry. We kind of brushed over Phoebe's storyline, uh, mainly because it made me uncomfortable. Um, so yes. awkward. Yes, yes. The, the the boy who she is dating, he is, um, what, what, what is the um, uh, JD. politically JD. correct thing to say? He is Asperger's. along the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. along the spectrum. The spectrum. Yes. And, um, and it looks like they're they have a connection, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Isn't that interesting? Awkward and strange and... Needy. Interesting. Needy. You know what? has got some things going on. Some issues? Yeah. Most women do. I'll tell you something, girls. (laughs) You give me the least attractive man in the world without a job, if he's interested in me, honey, I will find something attractive about that son of a bitch for give or take a week. I just get the hairy chest. Um, and that's where the needy part comes. Take him to a waxing salon. Come on. That salon. stuff can be resolved. <laughs> like, it had it. Can. I don't know. Five minutes. Do <laughs> uh, I wish we could keep this conversation going all night. I think I might kidnap this little one right here. Oh, Sammy. We're going, we're going bar hopping. We're going to make some bad decisions, oh, kids. I surely hope so. Let's do Before it. we end this week's episode, let's get into some short predictions. Want to start with us, Isis? Because I oh, there we go. And now, your after Buzz TV. This is hilarious. 
<laughs> it is getting very sexy in here. Uh-huh. I Sit think, closer, Sammy. <laughs> all right, I think after the baby's born, that's when we're going to see the breakdown. I hope. We gotta see some breakdown from Abby. This little going along and dating all these guys and like trying to figure herself out and just going along. It was fun for a little bit, but I wanna see her like breakdown. Like, que una muñeca. You're so cute. I wanna see something. But then Joe, mm-hmm. I wanna see Joe do some Puerto Rican stuff. Like, like something to that Charlene. I want something that will make people be like, oh, yeah, that's what a Latina would do. Like, I want to see meme, girl memes all over <laughs> Instagram just loving what your character does to this Charlene woman. I want to see, like... <laughs> I just want Car explosions. The whole bit. Well, it gets creepy. To say the least. I just want something that's going to set people like, okay, okay, she's really crazy. Like, now we get the red hair. Now we Ah! get the Puerto Rican. That's what I want to see. So, that's what I hope. So, break down with Abby. Joe, do something so devious. I just, I don't know. I I just can't even think of what, but just something really bad. And, um... For some reason, I hope maybe in third season, the Becca says, I don't think this is Jake's baby. I think it might be the boyfriend. I don't know why. That would be just after crazy. like crazy. Just after like all this ordeal of like them getting together along and helping Becca and then just realizing, I don't know, that would be so crazy. Do you guys write? Do you write scripts? I, I do. I'm a writer. Yeah. Writer, yeah. You're so smart, all of you. <laughs> what schools did you go to? I went to Clemson in South Carolina awesome. for psychology and law, though. Oh, that's oh, fabulous. University of Florida. Awesome. USC. Good for you. Yeah. Introduce me to Marty, you know. We'll, we'll create. Right on. <laughs> right on. We'll do some rewrites. <laughs> did, did you have Dr. Casper? <laughs> At USC? I did, actually. Yeah. He's a great, great teacher. Mm-hmm. I went to so, USC for five minutes. Oh. <laughs> Literally. I there the other day. No. <laughs> Um, so my biggest prediction is I think that Becca is going to have the baby and go through some postpartum where she feels like she can't handle being a mom mm. and having this baby. And I think Abby's going to end up raising the baby for a time. That's what I said. Remember mm-hmm. like six episodes ago? Yeah. I think Abby's going to end up raising the baby for a time. Um and maybe that will ultimately lead to the breakdown. Oh. Phoebe is going through some sort of something. Not, uh, I can't even touch that one this week. Um, but Joe, I, as much as I want her to hook up with a hottie toddy baker, I think she's gonna fight it. She's gonna resist it. Cause I think for the first time in her life, it's somebody who actually sees her for who she is and loves her for who she is. Her alone. Yeah. And appreciates her flaws and doesn't want to change her. And that's something that's very scary to a lot of people to be faced with something so real and so legit. And I think she's gonna run from it and do crazy things because of it. And I also think at the same time, she's going to be torn to pieces that her daughter is enamored with Charlene, who she knows to be a monster. Right. And I think that that is going to drive her to maybe make some uh, not-so-wise decisions. Oh, honey, any time will tell. We'll <laughs> see. Alana, don't look down to the left. Don't look down to the don't touch your nose. Well, I'm not even going to let you do predictions because you're just going to be touching and twirling. And you're, I don't think you can do it. Let me tell you something. One glass of wine and I'll give you guys the entire storyline away. So we're under contract. She can't do it. 
<laughs> well, I think that um, apparently from the information of Gun's Night, Abby is about to break down, and I think she is going to end up taking care of Becca's baby, or there's, I think the relationship with Becca and Abby has grown because it makes her like, I think it makes Abby likable, but I also think there's a reason that they're putting those two characters together. Yes. Something is going to happen that is going to need Abby and Becca to be close for whatever reason. You're all wrong. Uh, climate change is finally Jake's validated. Jake's gonna die. And they're and gonna raise melts. the baby together as lesbian lovers. Oh. We, all, we all melt. We all melt. Okay. Due to climate change. And that's <laughs> That's the end Love of the it. show. Well, on Love lesbian it. lovers and climate <laughs> change, we so appreciate you guys tuning in. We love you all. Very quickly, let's say where we can find everyone on the internet. You can find me, Isis Velasquez, number four, on Twitter, Instagram, and all that good stuff. You can find me, Lindsay Miller, on Twitter, Instagram, Awkward Periscopes, at Rockin' Mama Life. <laughs> And you, Alana, one more time. That was time. so long. I you know, can find me at, I know. You can find me at Alana Ubach <laughs> on Instagram, Twitter, um, and there you go. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> and you guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at samdavidsonentertainment.com and on Twitter and Instagram at samd43. We will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for tuning in. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.